You're listening to the Cornerstone Chapel High School Youth Ministry. Let's head into the service for this week's message. Open your Bibles if you have your Bible today. 1 John chapter 2. If anyone needs a Bible, they're still in the back. Good stuff. We are still in the book of 1 John. It's going to take us a long time to get through this, but that's okay. It's a really good book. I... I um, Really believe if you're a new Christian or if you are, have friends who are, are new believers and um, you need some practical reading, I would not recommend like Second Chronicles, very hard stuff, or Job. It's just it's a lot of poetry. If you're a new believer, I believe the books that we've been going through, such as James, First Peter, and also First John that we're in right now, great books for new believers, those who want practical truth, simple truth, from the Bible. Also, the Gospel of John is a great way to get started. So, as we're in 1 John, just be reminded of that. If you guys have friends who are non-believers, which you probably do, show them 1 John, James, 1 Peter, great practical books to get started on your Christian walk with the Lord. And they're awesome stuff. So, if this may, uh, if we've been going through James, 1 Peter, 1 John, if this is kind of old stuff to those Christians that have been Christians for a long time, just bear with me. It's good stuff. We all need to hear this. And John, writing 1 John, Back um, in the first century church, he is writing to believers anyway. So he's not even writing to unbelievers. He's writing to those who already know Jesus, who already know the scriptures, who knew the Old Testament. And so it is also for us today. Majority of us, I'm assuming, are believers, are Christians. But I don't want to assume any, anyone is not. And so after today, we'll talk more about how to receive Jesus. But for today, in 1 John chapter 2, we're going to be in verse 18. And last week, if you guys were here, we talked about... The War of the World, and that Tom Cruise movie we also mentioned, but it went along with the passage of Scripture. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, you guys can look again. It's that small passage of not loving the world, not getting too comfortable with this world. That was last week. This week, we're going to be in verse 18 of chapter 2, and it's going to be a warning against certain people that deny Jesus, those who walk in this world who deny Jesus and are proud of it, and how we as Christians need to remain true in God's Word. I've titled this passage today, Recognize, Resist, and Remain. The three R words we're going to talk about today, the recognize, resist, and remain, and we're going to touch base on what each means. But that's going to be in 1 John chapter 2, verses 18. So follow along with me. We're going to read a couple verses, and then we'll, we'll pray, dive in. It says here, verse 18, Dear children... This is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists, um, plural, have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. But you, he's speaking to you as, as the Christian, as the believer, you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. See what you have heard. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. Underline that word, remain. If it does, you will also remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what He has promised us, even eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. 
As for you, the anointing you receive from Him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as His anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in Him. Underline that word, remain again. Let's pause and pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We do thank You for the book of 1 John. We pray that we would learn something new. This warning against antichrists and what that means and how we can fully remain in You, remain in Your Word, remain in Your truth. Just go before us now. We thank You for the summer months that we've had to enjoy. I pray that You would um, just bless each one of us as we go on our daily schedule, daily routines, that we would not forget to spend time with You. We would remember to have our our daily devotions with you every day to learn more about you, to seek your face. And we love you, Lord. Teach us something new today. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, this warning against Antichrist, maybe you have that subtitle above verse 18, if you have your Bible. It says, warning against Antichrist, which is true in in, in part of this subtitle. But I wish the subtitle, in a way, would have said, remain in Christ. Because that's the whole point that John is trying to say. Yes, it is true about these antichrists. We're going to talk about that, what that means. He's talking about this warning against certain people that deny Jesus as the Christ. But his main objective, his main point, is really how to remain in Christ when everybody around us is against him. When everybody around us is against Jesus. Maybe you have that in the halls of your school. Maybe if you work somewhere right now. Maybe if you have friends who aren't believers and you still hang out with them. Maybe it's time to decide who my friends are and who they aren't. And there's going to be times where we're going to be surrounded, sort of, by people who are against Jesus and against what we believe. It's just going to happen. But as we are walking in this life, this Christian life, remaining in Jesus, remaining in His Word, that's the toughest thing to do sometimes in the Christian walk. And remaining in Him when everything else, everybody else is kind of doing their own thing, kind of pulling you in. We just talked about do not love the world. He's giving a warning. Don't start getting too comfortable in this world. Because then in this world, antichrists, small a, plural, we're going to talk about what that means, are going to come around, all around, denying Jesus is the Christ, twisting the truth, something that's counterfeit to what Jesus has already said, and how we need to focus on Jesus as the goal, fixing our eyes on Him, and remaining in Him. This is how a lot of people turn away from the Lord and and follow what, what they want to do. This is how a lot of Christians may become atheists. This is how a lot of people may just say, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm, I'm going this way. It's because they did not remain in God's Word, in His truth. And so today, the first R we're going to talk about is recognize. Recognize Antichrist. Now we're going to talk about what that means. Look again at verse 18. I want to give a little context of what John is trying to say. Because people can take this way out of, way out of context. Dear children, this is the last hour. Again, that hour in the Greek is, is basically, this is the last era or the last age. Not that final hour like, like midnight. He's talking about this is the final days. The final days before Christ returns. So he's given us a warning. Dear tr- children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. I'm going to dig a little deep in that, in that section of scripture. Up there on the screen you can see... The Greek word for antichrist is antichristos in the Greek. And anti in the Greek means instead of or against. And then Christos is Christ. So basically the antichrist word basically means literally instead of Christ or against Christ. And so false messiahs, false teachers, and antichrist are actually two different things. 
Those who come, that Jesus said, will come as false teachers and false messiahs. Be aware of them because they aren't the Messiah. That is something that is totally different than any Christ. A false teacher, false messiah is pretending and thinking, I am the Jesus Christ. The Antichrist is not saying, I am Jesus Christ. He is saying, I know who Jesus Christ is, and I'm against him. I'm instead of him. And so that is the Greek word for Antichrist. Now, I have there on the first bullet point, there will be the Antichrist, capital A. There will be a person, a man, called the Antichrist. We know this in Revelation. We're going to talk a little bit about it, but that's not going to be the main theme of today's study. But the Antichrist that will come on the world scene. And that's found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Let me just read it to you real quick. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. You can write this down. But it says this. Paul would say, Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. That man of lawlessness is always referred to the Antichrist. That person that is going to come into the world scene, make a one-world government, make a one-world currency, make a one-world religion, refuse any other religions and say we're all one, but it's going to be against Jesus Christ. Totally satanic, totally demonic against Jesus Christ. This man of lawlessness will come, and it says this, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. So there's going to be at that time of tribulation, the seven-year tribulation. Once the rapture happens with the church, if you're a believer today, and, and the rapture happens before we die, that is going to be when we are leaving this physical earth, meeting Jesus in the clouds, and we will be with him in heaven for the seven-year tribulation. It is God's wrath, the Bible tells us. In the seven years of tribulation, halfway into that, the Antichrist will now be revealed and say, look, I am actually God. There is no other God. It is me. And he will demand to be worshipped, and people will follow after him. Many will be deceived. Now, now, not all will be deceived. But there will be a time that an Antichrist, capital A, will come and oppose God to his face, curse him, and say, everybody worship me. Now, he will be defeated. And you guys can read Revelation, finish Second Thessalonians, and Paul gives great description of the end times. But today's study is not about the end times. So, what John is saying in 1 John, he is saying... You have heard that the Antichrist is coming. That he's referring to Paul, what he was talking about in 2 Thessalonians. He's saying to the church, look, you've heard about this Antichrist that is coming. Which is true, it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. He could be on the world scene now. He probably isn't even born yet. We don't know. But there is going to be a person that is going to come and claim himself to be God and set himself up and create this one world government. You can kind of see in current events right now, it's starting to happen. And actually, if you have time, if you go to the next service, we have a great guest speaker, Amir Safari, who is a Jewish believer and is, and is talking about end times for, for right now. And it's an awesome study. So after this, if you go to the next service, he's going to be there talking about that. But in, in this passage, it says, you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. But then he says this, even now many Antichrists have come. What's he saying? That there have been many little minions of Antichrists that have come and opposed God to his face. Well, yes and no. There is one Antichrist that will come set up the world government scene, oppose God to his face. He is coming against God. But now there are many antichrists that have come and will come and have come in the past. And what he's saying is the little, the small a, there are many antichrists that deny Jesus as the Messiah and as the Son of God. And what he is saying right now is, you know of the coming of the antichrist. 
But John is saying, I want to tell you right now that there are small a antichrists right here today. And you guys can watch the news. You guys can, can see what's going on in current events. There are people, those who deny Jesus as the Christ. And they may say, I believe in a God. I don't believe Jesus is God. I don't believe he's the son of God. He was a good man, good prophet. I don't believe he was the son of God. Most people don't even believe Jesus ever existed. I'm, I'm telling you right now that they, those are the, the biggest fools out there. Because even secular historians will say there was a man named Jesus. You can't deny it. But what we have to take by faith as a Christian is, was Jesus who he says he was? He was either a liar or he's actually telling the truth. One or two ways. It couldn't be in the middle. And as Christians, we need to understand, look, Jesus was the Messiah, and there are going to be other people around us that come and say, Jesus is not the Christ. Jesus is not the only way to heaven. Jesus is not God. There wasn't even a Jesus on the, that ever came 2,000 years ago. And John is saying, those people, little a antichrists, are going to come, proclaiming that, look, there is no God, there is no Jesus, and what are you and I going to do about it? What are you and I going to do about it? Now, we may get defensive and say, well, look, no, my Bible says this. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he's coming again. We can do that. We can be praying for them. But our main focus, first of all, is remaining in Christ. And we're going to get into that at the end of the passage to worry about ourselves first before we start witnessing the other people. We need to watch what we do. We need to watch that we're not led astray. We need to watch what we listen to and what we start believing. You know, this guy has a point... But I still kind of believe Jesus is the Son of God, but I can, I can see where he's coming from. We can't even start messing with other, what other people are saying. Our focus is right here in God's Word. What he says is true. What he claimed to be. He claimed to be the Son of God. And you can't have it both ways. You can't say he was just a good man, a good prophet. He was who he says he was. Jesus didn't come as the scene as like, hey, I'm a good person, good prophet. I want you guys to be good people as well. That's part of it, but what he came as, look, I'm the son of God, and the only way to heaven is through me to get to the Father. And there are going to be small a antichrists that are going to be coming around us. Maybe you've experienced it. Now, I highly discourage you calling someone an antichrist. You just don't do that, okay? Yeah, you antichrist. Wait, what? Even the secular world, even those who don't believe Jesus, know something about an antichrist. They don't even know the Bible, but they know something about an antichrist. I've heard of that. So I, I wouldn't go around saying, wow, that person is an antichrist. Or don't start picking people or some people in politics or people on Hollywood scene and say, that person's the antichrist. I know that for sure. I know many of us dwell that. Sometimes I've thought, yeah, maybe that person is the antichrist. Justin Bieber may be the antichrist. I don't know. Um, it, it could be. Uh, it just can't tell, really. Channing Tatum? No, no way. He can't be the antichrist. No. Please. Please, no. But... Please note, did I say that out loud? <clears throat> okay, next slide. We live in a fallen world. And those who don't know the Bible are going to follow what other people want to follow, do what other people want to do. And you and I are going to come into contact with people that are going to start denying Jesus as the Christ. Denying that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Look, there are other religions out there. We all go the same way. We all lead to heaven. I'm sure you've heard of that before. And I'm here to tell you that is false. That is false. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. What's he saying? He's saying I'm the only way to heaven. I'm the only truth there is. 
There is absolute truth, and it's Jesus Christ, what his word says. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other life except through Jesus. Look again in verse 22. He's talking about, I'm not writing to you guys because you guys don't know the truth. I'm writing to you guys because you do know the truth and that there's no lie in the truth. And then he says in verse 22, John would say, who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. He's denying God the Father and he's denying Jesus the Son of God. We have to start recognizing what they look like and who they are. And again, here's another slide right here. Resisting the Antichrist, small a. And here's bullet points, if you guys can see on the slide. Recognizing Antichrists. Recognizing those who deny Jesus as the Son of God. Here's some bullet points. They do not belong to the body of believers in Christ. John would say that in, in verse 19. Although they were among us, they didn't belong to us. And he's talking about people who may as well have been in the church body, but kind of fell away, walked away from the truth, wanted to do their own thing. And now they want to twist the truth, get as many people to follow them, and deny Jesus. Different antichrists out there, different small a antichrists, those who deny Jesus as the Son of God, are also not belonging to the body of believers in Christ. They can very well be, if they, if they repent of their sins, ask for forgiveness, trust in Christ, and He comes into their hearts. But those who don't belong to the body of believers, the body of Christ, we can recognize those as those, as small a, antichrists. Also, they are liars. It says in verse 22, we just talked about that. They are against Christ in verse 22. They deny God the Father and God the Son, Jesus Christ. You can't have just the Father. I believe in a God. I don't believe in Jesus as the God, as the Son of God. I don't, just don't believe in that stuff. And he says it right here. Look at verse 23. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. You can't deny Jesus and then say, but I believe in God. No, God the Father is saying, no, you need to believe in my Son. I've sent Him to die for you. You can't have it either or. You have to believe in God the Father, and you have to believe in His Son, God the Son, Jesus Christ. Those antichrists, those people that are going to come in contact with you and me, who deny Jesus as the Christ, John has given us a warning. Those are the liars. He gives us a definition. They twist the truth. They want to lie. They don't belong to the body of believers. They, they, they chose to go the way they wanted to go. It's a choice. God didn't pull them out and say, you guys are being dumb, you go do your own thing. No, they chose to do their own thing. They choose to deny Jesus as the Christ. Why? It could be pride. It could be, I don't want someone over me. I don't want someone in control of my life. I can do my own thing. Denying Jesus as the Christ. Also, they lead others astray. Look at verse 26. John is basically giving the outline of why he's writing his epistle. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. He's talking about these antichrists, small a, that those who are twisting the truth, not belonging to the body of believers, lying about who God is, denying that Jesus is the Christ, and then also picking some people who seem weak in the faith and leading those astray. And John is saying, do not follow those. I'm writing to you in this epistle to warn you against those that live in the world, don't get too comfortable with the world, and those that live in the world, the Antichrist, small a, they're among us. We have to be on our guard to remain in him and not be led astray. That's what he would close with. And also 1 Thessalonians 5.22, if you can see that up there. Paul would say this, avoid every kind of evil. That word avoid also can be referred to as resist. 
resist any kind of evil. And those people that deny Jesus as the Christ, who are liars, who want to lead everyone astray, it's a form of evil. It is satanic. Because Satan wants the count, he's the counterfeit of what God has, what God is. Satan wants to do what it wants to do because it was kicked, he was kicked out of heaven for pride. And ever since he's been kicked out of heaven, he's been trying to twist the schemes, twist the truth, tempt others. He tempted Adam and Eve in the garden. He didn't, he didn't waste any time. He started right off the bat saying, look, God, I'm going to put my hand in your face and say I'm not having anything to do with you. And I'm going to take anybody that chooses to follow me. And Satan right now, the Bible says, is the ruler of this world, the prince of the air, the ruler of this world right now. That Satan has dominion over this world spiritually. He has dominion over this world. It's not until Jesus establishes his kingdom on earth, creates a new heaven and new earth that come together. And until then, Satan right now is, is over the world. And he, is, he has his people come follow after him. We have to be ready, stand firm in the faith, and avoid every kind of evil, Paul would say in 1 Thessalonians. Avoid every kind of evil. But the application for us today, recognizing Antichrist, recognizing those who deny Jesus, resisting them, and then last but not least, remaining in Christ. You can't just recognize them and resist them. You're going to lose. You may, we may win for a little bit, but you're going to be led astray. You're going to be pulled back into it. So how do you stay how do you prevent from going backwards? You start remaining in Christ. You move forward. That is the stronghold that's going to hold us together. Remaining in Christ. I have there up on this, the slide, resist the lies of the Antichrist. That's the first thing we need to do. First of all, we need to recognize them. Then resist the lies of the Antichrist and let the truth of God's word, we have heard from the beginning, what First John would say, have that truth remain in us. Look again in verse 26. I'm sorry, 27. Look at 27. He says, As for you, the anointing you received from Him remains in you. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit fills you up. He anoints you. Jesus comes in to fill you in, in your life, in your heart. He comes inside of you. If it does, it says this, The anointing you received from Him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as His anointing teaches you about all things, as sometimes the Holy Spirit will minister in our hearts, teach us all things, it says, and that anointing is real. It's not counterfeit. Just as it has taught you, he closed with this, remain in him. Remain in him. He also would say in verse 24, John would say, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. So he's trying to pull everything together. We need to recognize who the Antichrists are, small a. We have to also recognize the Antichrist when he comes on the world scene. We resist the Antichrist. We resist what they try to tell us, we resist their doctrine, what they think is truth, twisting the truth, and then we remain in Christ. So again, he is talking to believers, but he's giving us a warning. He's warning us. Again, don't get too comfortable with the world, because if you do, there are antichrists all around us. We have to start recognizing who they are. Now we can start praying for them, witnessing to them, teach them the real truth, let God do the rest. But we need to understand, we need to avoid, resist any kind of evil and start remaining in Christ. Remaining. That word remain in the Greek is meno. And it means basically to abide or to live. Abide in Christ or live in Christ. He gives us life. Go to John chapter 15 with me. 
keep, your, keep a bulletin or something in 1 John chapter 2 and go to the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We'll close with this. You guys probably know this passage of Scripture. In John 15, Jesus is talking about the parable, the, the teaching of the vine and the branches. And how he is the true vine and we are the branches that abide in him. He gives us this great symbolism of a vine and branches and what it means for us spiritually. Look again, Gospel of John, chapter 15. And I'm just going to read a few verses, follow along. Verse 1. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the world I have spoken to you, the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me. There's that word remain. You can underline that again. Remain in me. He is going to mention the word remain, or plural, remains, 11 times in this passage. He says, remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, but it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. What is he saying right here? He's talking to the Christians, the believers, and his disciples. He's saying, unless you remain in me, you are not going to bear fruit. You are not going to bear spiritual fruit. The fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 6. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Something that defines a Christian. Our identity is found in Christ, but then our fruit that we bear should be evident in our life. And so he's saying, you cannot bear this fruit unless you are abiding in me unless you are remaining in my word. If you start detaching yourself from Jesus, from the vine, doing your own thing, you're not going to be bearing fruit. A branch by itself, if it's not in the vine, cannot bear fruit. You guys know an apple tree, any kind of tree that bears fruit. If there's a branch that's dead or fallen on the ground, it's not going to be starting bearing oranges and apples. It's dead. It's not in the vine. It's not in the tree. The tree gives its nutrients. The tree receives the water and the sunlight, gets nutrients, and grows. If we are not in Christ, we're not going to grow spiritually. So remaining in Him is what Jesus calls us to do. And He will remain in us. It's a promise. If you remain in me, I'm going to remain in you. I'm going to be, the, I'm going to be there with you every step of the way. Go back to 1 John. We're going to close with this real quick. Jesus told his disciples, remain in me. And so John, one of his disciples, one of Jesus' disciples, is writing this, and it goes hand in hand. The Gospel of John and 1 John going hand in hand. The same author. He's writing what he heard from Jesus Christ himself. He's saying, remain in me. I'm going to remain in you. Remain in God's Word. That way you can fight off the Antichrist, small a. You can resist them. You can recognize who they are and say, I'm not going to go that way. I know what they're doing. They're twisting doctrine. They're twisting the Scriptures. I'm going to remain in Jesus Christ, what he tells me to do. There's four passages of scriptures up there. You don't have to turn there. You can just write them down. But remaining in Christ, remaining in, in his word, here's four verses that we're going to close with. John 15, 4 through 10, we just read that. Remaining in Christ. Also remaining in the faith. That's found in Acts 14, verse 22. And Paul would say, I encourage everyone to remain in the faith of Christ. Also, remain, having the gospel remain with you. That's found in Galatians 2, verses 5. Paul would say, I, I applaud those who has the gospel remaining in them. The good news of Jesus. We need to remain in Christ. We need to remain in the faith. We need to have the gospel, the good news, remain in our hearts. 
Hide, our, hide His Word in our hearts that we might not sin against Him, Psalm 120 would say. Also, remain in truth. 1 John 2, verses 24-27, what we just read. Remaining in truth. So all this summarized together is what John is trying to say. You need to see who is talking truth and who is just talking lies, what they want to say. You and I are going to come in contact with people who are going to want to say their own thing, who think Jesus is somebody else, who has their own definition of Jesus that is not uh, parallel to what Scripture says. And they want to do their own thing. We need to recognize who they are, resist any kind of evil, be a witness to them, but also stand firm in the faith and remain in Jesus. Amen? Understand those. Recognize, resist, and remain in His Word. Let's pray. Lord, we, we do thank You for this time we can freely meet together and worship You with song and worship You with reading Your Word. I pray that those of us who are struggling with resisting Antichrist, small a, of, of resisting those who deny Jesus as the Christ, if some of us are friends with people who deny You, I pray that You would protect us, that You would give us discernment, that You would have to make help us make tough decisions, tough choices, whether or not we should be friends with certain people who don't share the same faith as us, that we need to be a witness to them, but yet not of them. Father, I, I pray that we would recognize those who deny you, that we wouldn't fall into their trap, we wouldn't fall into the counterfeit, but that we would follow after you what your word says and what John says to remain in you. We thank you for your word, the promise of of you remaining in us, if we remain in you, that we will bear much fruit, we will be fruitful witnesses of your word. We do thank you and praise you. Pray that you would go before us today, give us a great day to help us to not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow is his worry of its own, but just to focus on today what you have for us. We love you, Lord, and your word. In Jesus' name, amen. For additional teachings and to learn more about the Cornerstone Chapel Youth Group, visit us online at cornerstonechapel.net.